Hello, everyone. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's been a while since we recorded an episode, well, a week, but we're sorry for the delay. It's just that there's a lot of stuff going on with me last week, and we just didn't have time to record. But yeah, like we, this style of today is going to be quite different in the way that we're going to, it's been more of a news thing since I started instead of a thing where I just talk with someone else. So we're going to kind of change the tone here of this podcast. So we have quite a bit to talk about. We do have quite a bit of talked about. What's what's going to be our uh, topic there, Modem? Furry things. Furry things indeed. But yeah, on Discord, on the Furry Talks Discord, link possibly in the description if I can figure out crap. There's someone who's talking about how it's been more of a for a news thing, and it's like, what if there's no news that week? And then it's like, oh shit. But yeah, he, this guy, said that probably people would like to hear about my persona. And, you know, I never thought that people might want to hear about that. I thought it was just boring. (laughs) But, yeah. So, whose persona or should we start with? I think we should start with yours. I I honestly think yours is probably the more interesting one because mine's kind of more or less bland. Oh, trust me, mine is kind of bland too. <laughs> yeah, he really does not have that much of a backstory modem. I mean, he did have a previous name that I just kind of put there as a filler because I couldn't think of a good name. So modem's original name was Jess. J-E-S-S. And, you know, when I first made that name, it's like, I wanted to gag because it was horrible. Hate it. I hated it. And eventually, it's like, I was having internet problems one day, and I looked up at my internet modem, and it's like, oh, oh, that is actually not a bad name. And since then, there's been people who have made jokes like, can I get a connection? And it's like, but, you know, I take it on stride, but, yeah. You see, Cross here point out the kind of heart that is on my cheek, and, you know, it's like, I just randomly put, like, a little streak there on him just to add some character I don't know but I never really noticed that's kind of in the shape of a heart and 
you know, I would kind of say that kind of reflects on his positive life. Like, he doesn't want there to be sadness in the world. He wants people to be happier, in a way. And he's mostly blue. Well, I mean, he's pretty much all blue from his colors. Um, he's, he's like that because I like the color blue. It's my favorite color. And the different eye colors, uh, it really doesn't represent anything. I just thought it looked cool. And, you know, it does. It, I think it does look pretty good. And I, per, I yeah. personally do like your fursona because, you know, I am actually a really lover of blue. I love all shades of blue. And it's just like, that's a peaceful color. Like, I can find peace and tranquility and like a calm setting in blue. And I was like, that kind of, that kind of suits with you with your whole attitude and all that kind of stuff. It, it really does suit you. Thanks. And you know, he, he does have a few interests, but it's kind of nerdy and weird. <laughs> like he does have an interest in mechanics and, you know, when I first drew him back last year, like probably in March or February even, well, didn't draw him, but colored him. I originally used a free base because back then I couldn't draw worth shit, really. Like, I was awful. And, you know, the ref is a free base. With the credit at the bottom, and the other thing is from a account of for affinity called free to use, and you know, it's kind of eh, controversial, but you know, yeah. And he also is kind of a history buff in a way, because as weird as it sounds, he likes trains <laughs> yeah there ain't nothing weird about trains everybody has their own interests oh well, yeah but a lot of people find that weird because they see it every day but eh I don't know I just have any for that and you know I really enjoyed making him in the first place like I really did And, you know, he, he is a dog, and, you know, that's my original species for him. But I'm thinking about calling him a shepherd, just a shepherd in general. Like, not a German shepherd, not an Australian shepherd, just kind of shepherd. Although the base I used was called fox, but still. Yeah, and... I really enjoy having a persona, so All righty. tell me about um, yours, Cross. As the name implies, my persona's name is Cross, although my actual streaming name is Sergeant Cross. How I picked this name out was I'm personally a gearhead, love everything about cars, love, I mean, 
love is even an understatement for cars. Back whenever I was a kid, I loved playing Need for Speed. And one of the antagonists from one of the games, Need for Speed Most One, was a guy named Sergeant Cross. Although he was supposed to be, you know, the police officer, the guy was supposed to catch you and all that kind of stuff. I was like, yeah, that guy's actually pretty cool. So it was actually really funny because I incorporated Sergeant Cross's name into my own Xbox account. So time was coming up. I wanted, you know, another persona. I have also have another persona called Mopar, but he's the past. I don't want to go into that. And I was like, I want a different persona. I was trying to think of names. I'm just like, this is not working. Nobody will understand that name. I was just like, cross going back to my original grassroots i picked the name cross cross is a fox in general uh long ears short muzzle um doesn't really have he's not a red fox he's not gray fox non-arctic fox he's like a dark gray almost black in general body and he's got lots of white features around his, especially his face and his like kind of chest area and his arms. But also because I want to add a little bit of variation to it, I had whenever I commissioned this piece was heterochromiac eyes, which is green in the right and orange on the left, and also corresponding stripes running along his body of green and orange gives a little bit of pop but also the designs in white against black sergeant cross's main car in need for speed most wanted was a chevrolet corvette c6r and he had a special design to that car that goes along his like police officer slash bounty hunter phase and i was like I wonder if I can incorporate that design into my persona. So I talked to my commissioner, who's also psych on Furry Amino. That's P-S-Y-C-H-E. And I told her, I said, you know, this is the design I want. I'll give you reference pictures if you want it. You know, add your designs to it. Change how you want it. And she came up with this. And as soon as I saw this piece, I was like, I'm in love with it. This is perfect. So that's about it. That's that's Cross, or also known as Sergeant Cross. Hmm, that's actually quite a bit better than mine. It's it's still a little bland, you know. Right. It's like Yours oh, you good. know cars and all that kind of stuff people don't really you know understand how you can be so much into a piece of metal and a little bit of electronics but it was a big part of my childhood and i was just like you know i want to continue that on it's just you know bring my childhood with me hmm hmm it's kind of cool that is actually pretty cool Anyways, we should talk about how we go on the fandom. Um, Do you want to go first? I guess I'll go first and make it kind of short. 
high school was pretty much a hellhole for me, to say the least. I did not have fun in it. I was not accepted by a lot of people, and I had a hard time fitting in, to be completely honest. And I was just going through a lot of things emotionally, and the only thing that I could really bring my mind out of that was drawing. You know, whether it be, you know, digitally art or traditional art, I drew all the time. And uh, again, childhood nostalgia, I used to play Sly Cooper and Ratchet and Clank a lot. So I wanted to make fan art. Hopped on, you know, Google and all that kind of stuff, typed in, you know, Sly Cooper fan art and was getting a lot of, you know, different ideas and designs. I was like, man, this is really cool. This could, you know, really bring out my imagination. And I kept coming across this one or several different words like anthropomorphic, furry, you know, furry fandom. I was like, what does this mean? Like, I don't understand what this means. Meanwhile, I was probably in eighth grade whenever I found the fandom. And... I just, you know, like went on to Wikipedia and I typed in anthropomorphic and I got the definition for anthropomorphic. It's like, okay, typed in furry on Wikipedia and it came up. I was like, okay. So I got searching around, found a fur affinity and I was like, you know, this is like an entire fan base. Like, you know, we're, there's so much art into here. You know, I found fur affinity. I found deviant art. I found so furry. I found all these places that I could find art. And I just engrossed myself into it. And before you know it, I was a part of the fandom and like, I never looked back at it. You know, that was shit. That was like six or seven years ago. And here I am still one and never regretting a moment of being a furry. Well, how I got into fandom, I actually got into it February of last year. Yeah, new, I know. <laughs> but yeah, you see, the past that I've had with furries, it kind of makes me sad because I would go on there and then, you know, eventually it became, there was that time where it was kind of like a meme to hate on furries and, you know, Back then, I really didn't know what furries were. Well, I kind of knew what they were, but what the idea that, that how I found out about them was the negative side to the fandom. And it's really sad. Like, I, I used to be a furry hater because that was the thing that you would do to get accepted by the internet. And fit in, and you know, <laughs> I've learned so much since then. It's like the thing is, is I never really looked into it. I never looked into it, and eventually, I found very cringe compilations on YouTube. And I started watching them, and then eventually, I clicked on the Majira video. And you see, I don't remember too much about this, but then. After I watched that one, I'm thinking, huh, furries are weird still. And then I watched another one, 
And it's getting more and more addicting. It's like, holy shit, am I furry? And, you know, I kept watching more and more. And then I loved it. I loved furries. And, you know, it's a thing like I became the very thing that I used to hate. And, you know, furries, like, it's a, it, my life has just become more positive. I feel a lot better. And I love it. And then I, like, made my persona and I really got into the fandom and, you know, Yeah, and I'm glad that at the time, I wasn't one of those people that would go, free art, please, free art, like, if it never says that they're, if it doesn't say in the post that it's free art, then it's not free art. I'm glad that I never did that. But, yeah, and then I eventually found... Zillion Ross, and then every once in a while I'll draw. Like, this tutorial is actually really good. And I just realized that his last, that his last name is Ross, and you know, I'm not sure if that's his real last name. But he's kind of like the Bob Ross of furries. And you know, I've just appreciated furries ever since. I mean, have you had any experiences both, you know, in the fandom and also, like, in school? Because, like, I had quite a few instances where I more or less mentioned to my buddies in school, to, you know, my classmates in school that I was a furry, and it actually went really south for me pretty quickly. Like, I was made fun of a lot. It was probably, like, my sophomore year. I was, like, you know, I was kind of shy to say about it. You know, I signed up for an art class to learn how to draw and see if my art teacher can draw me or teach me how to draw, like, you know, figurines and all that kind of stuff because I still was grasping that concept and uh, people started seeing my artwork and people are like what are you drawing I was like oh it's just you know these little doodles and all that kind of stuff and then one person in my art class was like dude you're a furry are you kidding me I was just like is that like a good thing? And it just went completely south from there. But the reason why I stayed so much into the fandom was this fandom has been such like a family to me. There's so many people that, you know, talk to me and care about me and all that kind of stuff. I was just like, you know, the fandom's there to, you know, be basically my family be you know like my brothers and my sisters and you know all that kind of stuff and i just want to pass that legacy on is you know all those people that were older in the fandom that talked to me you know hey you know life's gonna go on you know just have a positive outlook i want to look down to you know the younger furries and be like hey don't get discouraged of what you're doing keep doing what you're doing keep doing well in life you'll make through it well I'm I'm 
sort of went so rough for you at that time, but yeah, it's good. It's good that you stayed and you know didn't get discouraged. And you know, I really don't vocalize in public that I'm a furry because you know, although it's become less of a thing to hate furries, it still exists to hate furries. But and that's why I'm scared of like saying anything about it in public. And, you know, like, yeah. But, anyways. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. But, anyways. Another question that this guy on Discord asked. Or another thing that this guy on Discord asked. His name's Finn Panther. Are, would you want a fursuit? How do you justify the cost, and how much would you be willing to spend? So, um, do you want to go? I'll, I'll let you or... go on this one. I, I'd like to hear your response. Well, I do want to pursue, but personally, not now. And why that is, is just because, uh, well, I'm really not in a need for one yet. Well, they're really never in need, but I don't really feel that I should have one yet. And how do I justify the cost? Well, that's because the person who makes the fursuit puts a lot of time and money into making it. And, you know, they don't expect $50 for, for a full suit. Like, it costs a lot more money than that to make a full suit. And, you know, they pretty much spend an arm and a leg to make one for you. So, and also it's a luxury item. Like, if they spend an arm and a leg for you, you should spend an arm and two legs for them. How much would I be willing to spend? Well, how much I'd be willing to spend is however much the artist calls for. But if you're asking for, like, the lowest price that I would want, uh, because I always want the person who makes it to get something, I would probably, at the most, like, my limit for cost would probably be $6,000. The lowest, like the lowest price that I would let the artist go, would be one thousand dollars. Because if they try, if, if the artist tries to go below one thousand dollars, that's just being too nice. Like they deserve a lot more than one thousand dollars. And also, this person said, "What are your thoughts on fursuits? I think they're pretty cool. I think they're pretty cool." Anyways, Cross, how much would you would you want a fursuit? How much? How would you justify the cost? How much would you be willing to spend? It's actually really funny that we would be having this conversation because I'm actually in the process of building my own fursuit right now. 
I'm building my own head right now. It's a resin base by Dream Vision Creations. Every accessory that I'm putting on it is made by Dream Vision Creations. They do a very good job with their stuff. Um, I'm only building one because first cost, I want the cost to be relatively low. And second, to give me something to do. I always thought myself as a crafty type of person. And I was just like, why don't I just, you know, go and buy these parts, make the suit how I want it to be, and go from there. Um, currently, I don't have everything on paper. But what I looked at was I am almost... 180 190 dollars into it um that's with the resin base the resin eyes which i had to buy two pair because i got the wrong size two noses because again i got the wrong nose chiffon and elastic kit the jaw set the tongue it just goes on and on and on um, I still have not bought fur yet, which I am trying to sort out which kind of fur I want to do, whether it be, you know, like a, a minky or a teddy bear fur, or do I want to go a long pile like a luxury shag or MM Fox shag type fur, which is an exceptionally longer pile, like two to three inch pile instead of the teddy bear or the minky, which is only, you know, an inch thick pile. But, uh, as far as like, if I were to go to commission my own suit, the most I would probably pay for a suit would probably be about $4,000. It's a little high, but for $4,000, if you're going with a full suit for $4,000, you get a lot of quality. Um, the lowest I'd pay is around what you said, modem, about $1,000. Um, and the way I worked around it, what my high and low budget is, I would love to commission a one-eyed doe suit. One-eyed doe suits are just amazingly awesome. And her prices are around 1500 to, I think it's like $5,000. $5,000 for a full digit-grade suit and $1,500 for a partial. I was just like, that's why I want to base my prices off of because I really, really want one of her suits. Yeah. And yeah. And you know, if we're going to start talking about favorite fursuit makers, I am I'm split between Mischief Makers and Beauty of the Base. Like, they're both really good creators. They're both. Re- There's also like Made for You and Made for Less, but. I really do like Mischief Makers. I really do like Beauty of the Base. Mischief Makers really would probably good. be a favorite in every furry's household. Like, I love Mischief Makers, too. You know, not so much because of, you know, Majora's suit, but because, like, she does a very good job with her toony technique, especially her new design 
where you can give it those like extra like little expressions and all that kind of stuff. I love that so much. I think, and you know the tongue, oh, like absolutely. the tongue they got created with that, even in, and you know, the eyelids have only gone better. I think, and they're pretty good. Like. I can appreciate them quite a bit. But anyways, next, uh, it's a question that I'm not sure if I even want to do. It's a very controversial. What are your thoughts on suits? This one's kind of like a, ooh. Because, you know, this is a very split decision. And, you know, I do have an opinion on them. And, you know, I think it's a common, common opinion. Is that... Uh, my thoughts on Mersuit, sir. My thoughts on it is that... It's okay for someone to have them. As long as they don't wear it in public or something like that. Because uh, I doubt that parents would want their kids get being hugged by a cum stained rug and you know like it's kind of like a the stereotypical thing for furries on the internet right now even like they're it's still like a topic that they will use against us and you know in my opinion, I don't think fursuits should be normalized. I mean, mersuits should be normalized. Because that's almost like saying to the internet, hey, we are all about sex when we're not. That's only a small part of it. In my opinion, it's kind of like a you-do-you thing. Like, just don't have it around me in public. Just kind of keep it to the bedroom and, yeah. But, yeah, my the next question was, would you invest one of those or would your character not be fluids? N- no, I do not want a suit. Never would I, I don't think I'm ever going to want a suit. Personally, I would like to keep modem... A clean, wholesome doggo. Anyways, Cross, what are your thoughts My on this? Th- right along the lines of yours. Yeah. I don't really care if you have them. If you want one, you do you. But uh, just basically what you say, just don't take it. Don't. Show it to public, you know. I, I'm kind of even against taking it to conventions. Like, that's kind of just like, you know, your own time, your own kind of area kind of thing. Just, you know, don't bring it to cons. Don't, like you said, it's very controversial. But again, you can't really enforce people to have and not have mer suits 
it's kind of just. Well, I mean, it's all. It is a freedom. It's a freedom, really. But you know, a lot of the general public just does not want to see it, and me and you being a furry, it's kind of like we don't want that label on us because of you know somebody else basically ruining it us for us. I'm. I mean, like. If you were to visualize the fandom from clean suits to mer suits, the clean suits would be like the the brand of the clothing, and mer and the mer suits would be like the very very fine print, like not really that important, or like not really that prominent. So, would you ever invest in one of those, or is your character my character is not ever? for ludes in a million years? So, I would say definitely it's it's a no go. It's a negative Ghost Rider. It's that's not for me. It is a very clean. He's Foxo. a clean boy. He's clean. Yeah. But yeah, like now we can get into like the news topic of this. With Quartz Husky, or actually I think I'm yeah, with Quartz Husky, the hurricane hit his town overnight. He's saying that there's a ton of breeze and rain, but other than that, he thinks everyone is fine. And you know, Florence was a hurricane, but now it's downgraded to a tropical storm. But still, if you are in the path of Florence, please evacuate. Like, take as much of your belongings as possible and leave. Because even though it's a tropical storm, it's still, it can be very devastating. So it's my best interest and most people's best interest that you evacuate if you are in the vicinity of Florence. Just to be safe. Anyways, what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts are, you know, please be safe. You know, if you're in the path of it, you know, obviously, you know, plan ahead. Because there's a lot of people that wait to the last second. They procrastinate. They say, you know, oh, it's not going to hit our house. If, if it's even remotely close to hitting the area that you're in, plan ahead. Make sure that you take your belongings, board up your house, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, And you see, Florence is not messing around with Irma. It was like, I'm one of the worst hurricanes that there has happened in the past few years. And then Florence comes along and is like, Hold my beer. But uh, Florence is, or remnants of Florence, is supposed to hit up my area tonight into tomorrow, but it is going to be pretty much light to moderate rain, a little bit of thunderstorms, but it should be nothing that my area can't handle. I mean, last week we've had up to, I think it was like six inches of rain, and there's a creek that runs behind my house, and it wasn't even close to flood stage yet. So, 
I think we're pretty much set for wherever Florence can give us as far as their rain, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I still, should you, should, you should be safe. I, I will be careful. And be careful. Yeah. And we're only saying this because, you know, Florence isn't messing around. Like, it's not weak at all. Like, if you've seen the news, you can see what it can do. And come on, you don't, you really do not want that happening to you. You really don't. So, please just try and be safe out there. And also, if I remember, there's like a three or four hurricanes behind Florence that may or may not hit the States. So if you've if you've ever seen that Tom and Jerry meme where Tom opens the door and points inside the house and two hour cats come in that first you have Florence and you have and It's, it's really important that we have been recording for 37 minutes. Oh, yes. Cross? Yeah, like, we've... Like, I think this this is the longest episode that we've had. I think it's because of all the new content that we've been able to do. And, you know, I think this will really improve the podcast. What do you I think, think we covered a lot of topics today. We discussed, you know, personally ourselves, depicting ourselves and giving some insights on the fandom, which both, you know, is good for information for other furries and possibly non-furries that are thinking about the fandom to kind of, you know, get an idea of what the fandom is like. Yeah. And, you know, we could also be helping the younger furs. Absolutely. Quite a bit. And And I hope we are because, you know, some of them, like, really are kind of scared almost, kind of timid about the fandom. And, you know, we want to welcome them with open arms, guys. So just be nice to them. Because we want them to feel welcome. And they are the future of the fandom. I mean, that's pretty much been... That's that's been shoved quite far into, like, obvious by the more popular furries. But anyways, uh, anything you want to say before we end the podcast? Basically, reiterating what you're saying, you know, just everybody that's in the fandom, just be nice to, or just be generally nice to all the younger people. They may be annoying, they may be, you know, bothersome and all that kind of stuff. But if you really look at it, they're the future of the fandom. They're going to carry on the legacy of all the other furs. You know, 
I see myself, you know, being, you know, 40, 45 years old, which is a godly amount of time away from me. But I just look back and be like, what kind of impressional views can I leave to make furs that are way younger than me look at and be like, I want to follow those views. I want to follow those morales and those motifs and just be generally great in the fandom because there's a lot of opportunities in this fandom an insane amount of opportunities in this fandom to go, whether it be art, dancing, writing, creating music. There's so many possibilities in this fandom to express yourself. Yeah. And you know, it's been forty minutes. We should we should really wrap this up. Like this is This has been know, a, this has been a long one. But you know We're sorry guys that we really couldn't record last week. We were having problems with our day to day lives and you know we we have lives so we have to do stuff too. Like we we can't always just, like, make an episode. So if this ever happens again, we are sorry. We will apologize. And, you know, I guess this episode is kind of like a filler for the emptiness that has been last week. But anyways, guys, this has been quite an interesting podcast. We have been introduced to new ideas. And, you know, yeah, anyways... Um, the only thing I'd like to say is for having me again, Modem, it's been an awesome time creating podcasts with you, talking to you just, you know, day to day and all that kind of stuff about the podcast. So it is incredibly special that you are having me again and, you know, having me build with you because I've never done this kind of stuff before. And I think this is pretty unique to, you know, help you through this podcast kind of situation and learn a lot about how to do podcasts and live streams and all that kind of stuff so thank you very much modem well anyways yeah i thank you for being here with me too i'm very thankful that i have kind of like a co-host with me i think it really improves the quality of the podcast but anyways, we, we should wrap this up. It's 42 minutes now. Anyways, guys, uh, this has been Furry Talks. I'm, I've been with Cross again. We're sorry for the week that we missed out on. But anyways, guys, we will see Bye. you next week. Bye.